0: Father, we are so grateful for this time and the season that you've allowed us to be alive. Now, Heavenly Father, equip us for the moment. Equip us for the hour. Equip us for this time. Release your awesome power through through these who are here today. We thank you. We thank you. We know that if we can save the family, we can win the city. Come on, look at your neighbor. If we can save save the family, save the family, win the city. Look at somebody next to you. Tell them, save the family, win the city. My God, and the world. Clap your hands together. We thank you for this, Father. We thank you for this, Father. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. I know, I know, but you look like you need it. So turn and hug each other again And, and hug your family. Hug your family. That's your family you're hugging. That's your brothers. That's your sisters. That's your new cousins and them. Oh praise his name. Praise his name. Thank you Jesus. Okay, so I got to figure out Oh. Oh, this is this is signs of things to come. I am uh recruiting Bishops 100. And these are the men who have learned the secret of success. These are the men, these are men who cannot be denied. These are men who are not afraid to chase until they catch. These are the men that will chase until they find, catch, and keep. They're a member of the Le Pew Society. More to come about that later. More for the brothers. Benefits to the ladies. Amen. <laughs> God's power to keep his covenant is unmatched. It is so incredible when you learn that about God, something happens to you. Some kind of security, anointing, and power happens to you when you learn how God, his nature is to keep his covenant. Lord have mercy. So I want to talk to you this morning about one of, certainly, the most famous women in the world. It's it's actually appropriate since we celebrated Mother's Day last week. So I want you to go to Joshua chapter 2 in your scripture. And may the Lord open your eyes to see yourself. for it begins on the cusp of the change of the life and the history (laughs) and the future of a whole nation made up of almost a million families. They've been enslaved for 400 years. Lord have mercy. So I'm learning that a generation in the scripture is represented by 40 years. So divide 40 into 400. What you come up with? I'm sorry, what what you come up with? How many times does 40 go into 400? So we're talking about 10 generations here. Because they've been in Egypt 400 years. In ten generations, whatever identity you had is gone. They came in before their captivity. They came in as actually as celebrities. They were Joseph's family. Ten generations later, they are, they are the scum of the earth. They are no more than dog rot. They are, they are treated like and they are treated like animals and the Bible says God heard their cry and he raised up Moses to send, he sent Moses to them as the instrument of his deliverance and the whole nation all the families came out of Egypt but it wasn't just to come out of Egypt it was to come into what God wanted. So much of the church suffering from this, they came out of sin, but they haven't come into glory and righteousness. They've left the old way, but they have not accomplished what God wants them to accomplish. I keep telling you, you can't define success by how much money you make. You have to define success by the person you're becoming and the goals you're achieving. And God got them out, but he had not yet got them in. He was working on them internally, and then he wanted to demonstrate something externally. They're right on the cusp. Now, who are they? They are the sons and the daughters of those who already fell dead in the desert, walking around for 40 years. That whole generation died out. They saw the miracles. They saw the power of God. They saw the fire, uh, they saw the fire, uh, pillar of fire by day. They saw the the cloud, that pillar at night. Just the opposite. They saw the the cloud by day and the, the pillar of fire by night. They saw it. They saw God provide. You know, the shoes didn't wear out. Clothes didn't wear out. 40 years, you know what? Your feet get big walking around for 40 years. Shoes didn't wear out, clothes didn't wear out. They had water, they had enough to eat, they had enough to drink. God took care of them, but they never came into the glory God wanted. And now they're right there, this generation who grows up, watched all their moms and dads die because of disobedience. And God brought them right to the cusp, brought them right to the edge. The, 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 what I promised you is over there, and they are right at the edge. But those ten spies that went in there and saw all the great things and, and saw how beautiful, how awesome it was, and all they could see was the giants. Came back to the rest of them and said, oh, oh, we're going to die, we're going to die. And they spread that to the whole nation. They said, we ain't going in there. Have you seen how big them boogers are? We ain't going in there. (laughs) Only two of the 12 spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, hey, come on, guys. We can do this. We are well able. We can do this. We can take them. You need to shut up. We ain't going in there. You want to go in there? Go in there yourself. You know how folk can get. When bad news spreads from family to family. Those 12 spies, by the way, they represent 12 of the 12 tribes or the 12 families. And they came back with bad news. Joshua and Caleb said we can do this, y'all. We can do this. They said no, we can't. In fact, they said no, we ain't. And by the time that no, we ain't, when God saw that no we ain't in our heart, by the way, God said, okay, I love you, I care for you, I'm going to keep you alive, but you have decided you're not going to be able to experience what I really had for you. So that whole, can you imagine, 40 years Everybody in that generation, and when the last one died, and by the way, the only two families that stayed alive and kept on living and multiplying was Joshua and Caleb. Are you there? The two that said, yes, we can. Raise your hand and say, yes, we can. Yes, we can. We can have everything you said. We can do everything you called us to do. Some believers today back off of that particularly when our culture of the kingdom clashes against the culture we live in. But I can't go into that right now. And so it is. So it was. Joshua now, who is now the leader in Moses, has passed on. And Joshua is talking to God. Lord, I have this responsibility of carrying the weight of this whole nation on my shoulder to bring them into what you have desired. What do I do, Lord? And God gave, if you read Joshua chapter 1, it's really good for your devotional time. Read it and, and it'll tell you what to do to be successful. It actually uses that word. You will have good success. You will become what I want you to become and you'll achieve what I want you to achieve. So Joshua, now, got, by the way, God didn't tell Moses to send twelve men in there and spy out the land. Read it for yourself. That's Moses' decision. So when it came Joshua's time, he said, "You know what? <laughs> I ain't sending twelve folk up in there. I'm gonna send two." <laughs> he said. Caleb and I, if I send two, I got a better shot of getting to know what I need to know. And that whole generation of young folks, at least 40 years old, are standing waiting their whole destiny is now on the table. And they know what happens when you disobey God because they watched all their daddies die. I'm going to say this to you respectfully so. Many of you have watched your baby boomers, your your moms and dads. They died. They loved God, but they did not come in to what God wanted. And I don't want you to be confused. I don't want you to think, well, that's as good as mom and dad had it. That's as good as it's supposed to be for me. No, God has more for you. This generation right now is sitting on the cusp of their future and their destiny, particularly in this nation. The church is sitting right there like Israel, like those sons and daughters, sitting right on the cusp of it. And we got to deal with this. we got to take care of this. we got to do this. Lord allowed my wife and I to stay alive. i watching so many of them go and pass. The Lord has allowed us to stay alive. I told the Lord, Lord, I want to get this work done. So you help me today. We'll get this work done. Joshua sent two spies, and they went into the land to see what what to do. Say two. All you need is the agreement of two. Let's tell you, all you need is the agreement of two. Two or three, See two. All you need is two. He sent the two spies in. Are you with me now? Tell your neighbor, save the family, take the city. Tell your neighbor, tell them. So Ken, we're gonna do the scripture, okay? <clears throat> when chapter two. Chapter two of Joshua. Then Joshua said, the son of nun sent two men as spies secretly, say secretly. So they're on stealth mode. Hello, somebody. They're probably dressed in a way they couldn't tell, you know. They don't they disguise, they probably did that undercover, this undercover work. So them two, you 10, 12, everybody going to know something happening. It's in two. Two in, they, they, they walk like everybody else. They had to put on their worldly walk. And they came on into the city, you know. Are you reading with me? Sent them out to go and view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came into the house of a harlot. Whose name was Rahab, and they stayed there. So, all the sanctified saints, you know what they were thinking. You could have stayed anywhere, you had to stay there. I wonder why you're gonna to stay tonight there. It's like some of the saints today that cannot stand for, the, for um, their brothers and sisters to be in situations that are rather dubious. They came to her house. And they stayed there. Keep reading with me. And as they stayed there, it was told, the, told to the king of Jericho, saying, hey, two men of the sons of Israel have come here tonight and searched. out. Now, they're only two people. They're in disguise. How, they, how does somebody know? Because they're nosy. Because don't forget where they're going. What house they going to? They're going to the whole house. Oh, talk to me, please. They're going to the whole house, and you know they got look. Look who them? Who them? Ooh. They're looking at their shoes. Their shoes ain't like everybody else. Uh huh. Uh huh. They might be covered up with their shoes. You know where your feet go does say something about you, amen. And so they 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 said, hey, king, hey, king, we saw two of them. You know, they're not like us. They came and they went to the whole house. And read read on. Are you still there? What What does the Bible say? The Bible says, and the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it came about that it was time to shut the gate at dark that the men went out. I don't know where they went. In fact, you better hurry up so you can catch them. Are you there? Hurry up so you can overtake them. What she really did, she brought them up to the roof and hidden them in the stalks of flax which she had laid in order on the roof. So they laid this flax on the roof and they down in between the rows, you know. They're hearing all the conversation and they're thinking she better not tell them we're up here. I hope she don't tell them. How is it that this whole, I don't know how she became one. You know, it's interesting when you track people's lives, what they get into and, 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 and how they get, how they get uh, you, you probably ought, oughtn't be as, as, um, as um, judgmental and accusatory as you sometimes would be over her because you don't know what circumstance people get in. We don't we, they don't tell us they don't tell us about her mama, what she did. They, they don't tell us about her circumstance. So we don't know how she's doing what she's doing, how she got there. I don't know that it matters since the Bible does not reveal it to us, but it does make clear that she is Rahab and she is the whole. There's a reason for that. Those two men she hid upon the roof, she goes up to them once. Once they had gotten out the gates, so the men pursued them on the road, verse 7, and and to Jordan, to the fords, as soon as those who were pursuing them had gone out, they shut the gate. When she heard that gate shut, by the way, she could hear the gate shut because, by the way, Jericho was humongous. Jericho had walls so tall and so wide, you could drive chariots both ways on top of the walls. People lived on top of the wall. And she was high, so you know she was making money. Hello, somebody. <laughs> she making money. She making money. The higher up you live, everybody know in the city. Come on, talk to me. The higher up you live, the more money you better be making. And she was at the top of the top. She on the top of the gates. Hello. She knows what's going on. She's where the traffic, hello, somebody. The guy's coming by say, oh, whole house. Oh, 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 yeah. Are you all there? Why is it so quiet here? Y'all been going to the wrong house? I think it's important that we understand that those two spies, in order to get the work of the kingdom done, were not afraid to be in a place where they might be criticized. Making clear that their motives were pure and they knew exactly why they were there, she hid them on the top of the roof. She came up to them now they were laying down, and she came up on the roof. Verse eight, verse nine says, and she said to the men, "I know that God has given you the land. How you gonna be a hoe and you know this stuff? <laughs> Read the scripture." I know, I know, Lord, please help me. I know, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land have melted away before you. For we have heard how the God, how your God, how God dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you, before you, when you came out of Egypt. We heard about it. And and the social media was alive and well. Everybody knew the story. Now they ain't got no electricity, but they know what happened. People running telling it from mouth and mouth. Everybody knew they coming. Sound like coach, sound like coach uh, Deion, like coach Sanders. We coming, we coming. All the brothers have been following the Colorado story, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody, they coming, oh, they coming. And she said, we know about this. They coming, how they dried up the Red Sea, how they, man, they slaughtered, man, all of Egypt, all of their, their best of their best of their army got drowned in the Red We know. We, we have never heard or seen nothing like this, and the news is they come in our direction. And she said, what you did to the kings of the Amorites, we know what you did. <laughs> Who were beyond the jordan you came across the jordan and the amorites you tore them up sion and gog og whom you utterly destroyed and when we heard it our hearts melted and no courage remained in any man any longer because of you for the lord your god he is god God in heaven, the God in heaven above, and on earth beneath. This woman had a revelation of who God was. Now, she didn't know how to get to him, and she wasn't necessarily associated with him, but she knew who God was. Tap your neighbor and say, and most of your bad friends, they know who God is, too. Lord have mercy. Her name, Rahab, means wide open. And there are a whole lot of ways you can take that. And, and for those of you who have, have been in those of you who have been in the in the life, those of you who have been in the life, and you know what I mean, I want you to take note. How important you are to God. How he has you in his mind. No matter what you did, those of you listening to me today, no matter what you've done on your back, I want to tell you what, God knows what he's going to do with you on your feet. She said, no, but your God. When we heard it, our hearts melted. Look at verse 11. Our hearts melted. When we heard it, our hearts melted. Many people, many folks have not changed because they have not heard much to our chagrin, much to our shame. And when we heard it, our hearts melted. No courage remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven and above and on the earth. Verse 12, now therefore, please, listen to this woman. Go past her title. Listen to her heart. Now therefore, please swear to me by the god but swear to me by the lord what are you saying woman swear to me by the lord since i have dealt kindly with you that you will will will, will deal kindly with me in other words that word kindly is covenantally cover me are you are you breathing saints You've dealt kindly with me so that you will deal kindly with my father's household and give me a pledge of truth. Are you there? Are you looking at it? And spare my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters with all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. Please, If you have never underlined a scripture that you maybe need to be praying right now, who is this woman? Man. You know, it may not be moral the way she's making her living, but her heart knows something about God. And she is obviously not selfish. Do you see how she meticulously named her family? God now, it appears, has put his hand on her to be the key to the salvation of her whole house. Not our daddy, not our mama, not our brother, sister, cousin, no. She, and I I have a sneaky suspicion this morning who I'm talking to online and in this building, God has put his hand on your life to be the key to salvation to your whole family, your whole household. It doesn't matter what your life was. It doesn't matter what your reputation was. It doesn't matter how you lived. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, when God saw that woman, that, that woman, those spies didn't go to her house by accident God was working in that because God could already see oh she got a heart for me because when those spies showed up she didn't just kick them out she didn't sell them out at her own risk she she saved them by her words she saved them by her deceptive speech she told them I don't know what you're talking about oh yeah they were here but the second time David, I see in the scripture that a lie saved lives the midwives, the midwives of Egypt, when the when babies were born so fast, when they said, how is it that these babies are still being born? Because they were supposed to kill these babies. He said, well, I'm sorry, sire, them babies coming out so fast that we, we, ain't, we ain't got time to, yeah, they, they lied. But when they lied, they saved lives. When they lied, they propagated the, the, the family of God. They propagated the purpose of God. God's people got saved through the lives of those midwives who decided we ain't going to kill these babies. Ain't nobody talking to me. Are you, are you all right there? Are you there? Are you there? And that woman, she said, oh, yeah, they were here, but are uh, they gone. She goes upstairs. She said, now, look, I put my life on the line for you. And I know. I want you to know. I know about your God. Are you still there? Yes. So I want you to make me an oath. I want you to make me a promise. I want you to cut a cu- cutting covenant. In those days, in the whole region, was common. Everybody knew about this. This was part of the culture. You make a promise to somebody. You don't. You don't break that. You break that promise. It's your life. Hello. Then that's you know, in the old in in those days when you took a man's hand and you agreed with him or something, that's it. If I break this my life, I'm keeping this. Even if it costs me, I'm gonna keep my word. Are you all there? And so look at the words she said. My brothers, my father, my father. Is that right? My father, who else? My mother, who else? My mother, who else? Some of you, some of you, some of you need to get saved because you can't stand your brothers, but you need to be pleading for their life. Some of you can't stand your cousin and them, but you need to be pleading for their life. And he said, all those that belong to them. So you're talking, what she said, very interesting word. I want you to save my father and his household everybody associated with him can I put it this way everybody that has his blood and by the way in case you didn't understand that when 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 you when you became a part of a household uh, in the in the days of the scripture and even even slaves even slaves work for their work for a wage they became a part of the household and they came under the blood of that family that's why in the, in, the, in, in the days of the scripture, you could kick out your blood, son, but if you, ad- you could take your slave and adopt your slave, and they would be like a member of your whole household, and you could never kick him out. When you read the Proverbs, you say, a son can be rejected, but a slave who, is, who serves his master will become, his, become a son. So when she said his whole household, every, mom and them, all of them. I want you to see how much God keeps his promise. And I want you to see and understand the power that God, the power and authority that God has given you in heaven in the name of Jesus. Woe be unto you if you do not use that authority and power. Now look, think about it for yourself. Who going to tell when my mama, she the local hoe down the street? What father is going to brag about the, Lord have mercy, about the, the, the occupation of his daughter? She wide open. What mama is going to be loving and caring for a, a daughter who has that occupation. I would suspect that she was making so much money that that money was impacting those people too. Mm-hmm. But those of us, be be clear about it. A lot of us, we're not proud of the, of the way our, some of our relatives have lived. Am I talking to the right people? Yes. Look at the Scripture. It gets better. And so <laughs> they're standing, they're, they're listening to her so the men said to her, oh, you want to go there? You want to go covenantally? Now these guys got delivered by blood. Uh, come on, saints. Go back in the Bible. How did they get out of Egypt? They had to take that lamb and slit that innocent lamb's throat and put that blood on the, on the tor post and the lintel. That's the only way they could have been saved. You want to talk about blood? Blood says somebody will bleed if they don't keep this plat, if they don't keep this promise. Oh, you want to go there? And they said to her, Are you reading? So the men said to her, Our life for yours. If you don't tell, if you do not tell this business of ours. And it shall come about when the Lord gives. Us this land, not if when the Lord gives us, not if when the Lord gives us this land, that we will deal kindly and 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 faithfully with you. In other words, you can take my life if that it's, it's like saying, God, take my life if I don't keep this promise. They represented God. Are you breathing? Then she let down this rope, a rope through the window. Now you know she had an awesome house. If she had a, a window big enough for them to climb out of, hello, Simon. y'all hearing what I'm saying? So they let down the rope. And by the way, oh, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. I said that she lived on the wall. So if she lived on the wall, that means her house is right there on the wall. So you know when they when they let her, they could climb out the window and go down the wall and get on their way. She's yeah, she in the penthouse, baby. That's right on the top. Thank you, baby. I receive that. I do. Are you breathing, saints? <laughs> so she let them down by a rope through the window for her house was, her house was what? On the city wall, so that she living on the wall. Hello, somebody looking at them, say living on the wall, y'all. She said to them, Go to, and then she gave them incredible advice. Don't stick around here. Go to the hills. I mean, it ain't easy to live in the hills, but go in the hills for three days. And after three days, come back. And, you're, and, and, tell, and when you're pursuers, when they come back, then you go on your way. Verse 17, and the men said to her, we will be free of this oath. In other words, they put their life on the line. Because God heard every word they said. We'll be free from this oath to you, which you have made us made swear. Showed sure it. I made you swear. Because I didn't tell them. I want something. Some of y'all need to be before God. And the men said to her, we shall be free of this oath to you, which you have made us swear. Unless when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread in the window through which you let us down and gather to yourself, please hear, and gather to yourself into the house, your daddy, your mama, your brothers, all your father's household. I don't care how small your house is, get them in there. They might be stuffed up, can't hardly breathe, you better get them in there. And it shall come about that anyone who goes out—listen to the word—you you, it, it shall come about that anyone who goes out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on your head, and we shall be free. But anyone who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on your head. If a hand, his blood shall be on our head if our hand is laid on him. Lord, have mercy. What are you saying? Any one of your family members that's inside the house, not now, now, now one of any of us will lay a hand on any of them. Now, if they're not in the house, we ain't responsible for that. They're going to get crushed, killed, slotted, slashed, bruised, broken, beat, stomped. They're going to get it. If they're outside the house, they're going to get Tell your neighbor. If they out, tell your neighbor if they're outside the house, they're going to get bloody. Don't you, don't you get it? Don't you get it? Rahab, what, what is your profession? Well, I'm wide open. What? But I made a deal with the representatives of God and I said to them, I helped you. I didn't follow the culture I live in. I'm going against that culture. I'm accepting a whole nother culture. I'm accepting your God His promises, his protection. And I'm believing. He said, okay, look, Scunyon, that's an old term, is coming to this whole city. Our God is going to level it. I don't have the time. You read the history of Jericho, it's, it's amazing. It's like, oh, my God. Here's what the archaeologists found the ground opened up and the walls went down. And the top now became the level ground. And the troops just rushed in. They didn't have have a chance. Her scarlet thread, that red thread rope that they let down, you know, she was a hoe, so you know, oh, she's fine now, oh, she's dressing fine. She done took one of them... Took one of them ropes, one of them red things that you tied around, you know, and got the thing, shingleings hanging off the side. So when she walked at me shingling, you know, you know, she t- took one of them things off and she done tied it on the beam and put it on into the, it, and they get down to the window. He said, Look, I'll put it to you in this way: blood, hit your blood be on our heads if we don't keep what we promised you. But be clear. If they're outside this house, we're not responsible for that. That's something I'm going to leave you responsible for. So I wonder if anybody here got the courage to hear that this morning. That all them, mom and all them, On your head. Because God will give you authority. I want you to hear this. The Father, this is the time. Right now, the Father's given authority in prayer. Authority to to approach heaven in prayer for them. Why? Because God is for them. But he won't do a thing till somebody prays to get them in the house. What does it take for you to get them in the house? Have you been trying your own way, arguing, fussing, fighting? Or you don't have no backbone, you ain't got enough courage to go and make it up and and quit acting like the world and and go to them because you know you offended them and go to them and make it right so that your prayers can have power over their lives. Look, take a lesson. What did she do for a living? She lived steeped in immorality, but when when it came to her family, she had all of them jammed up in there. Hey, the threat was on them, and they knew this is it. And I'm telling you right now, the threat is even on our nation and even on our city. Yeah. You don't believe it, check out the school system. They don't know what the, they, You know what they're doing with your kids? You know what they're doing to your kids? You know what they're feeding your children? And they got to go to school. The culture around you is pressing in on you. The culture around you is under judgment. Ah, something I didn't tell you. I should tell you. Why why Jericho? God had made a decision. First of all, that whole land, the whole land, the whole land was defiled. When you talk about what the Canaanites did, when you look at their, their lifestyle and the way they lived, God pronounced that the whole land was under a curse. Because of the way they lived. You're gonna take you're gonna take transvestites, you're gonna take, you're gonna take homosexuals, you're gonna go, you're gonna take drag queens and go to the elementary school and twerk in front of your babies. The whole land is defiled. You're gonna rip, you're gonna rip children out of the womb and let their blood spill everywhere, and their blood is still crying from the ground because nobody has said anything about it. The ground, the Canaanites, the practices, it's the same practices. The same practices that they had. It's the same practices that we're we're doing in our family. You don't believe it. Look, Today, they treat marriage like disposable relationships, like a a woman, her, her, her menstrual rag that she discards. The way we treat marriage. Have you lost your mind? We treat God like He doesn't exist. And worse than that, we're calling ourselves God. We allow foolishness in our governmental ranks, we're hiring buffoons, idiots immoral, illogical folk to rule over us so we can do what we want. Tap your neighbor, save the family, win the city. He said to her, hey, you get all of them in that house, you get them in that house. You may have to go to him, Ray. You may have to go to him and say, Daddy, I know you're ashamed of what I do. You may have to say, I'm, Daddy, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for shaming you and shaming your name. And I know I don't deserve it, Dad. But I have received a change of life, and I I don't want any of us to be lost. I'm not sure how much information she had to tell them about what she did, but I know one thing, she got all them folk in the house. Tap your name and say, get them all in the house. Get them all in the house. Every last one of them. I'm going to pray for you before I end the day that God would change your heart so any disdain, any rejection that you have in your heart towards your family, God would take that out because he's going to use you to bring them in. It's an amazing thing. Isn't it? And so it is. She, <laughs> This one was amazing. The whole land was defiled. They brought iniquity upon the land, and the land was ready to vomit them out. That's the way the scripture describes it. That's what iniquity does. When, it, when the cup of iniquity is full, it means there's so much sin until the very culture itself breathes, breathes, breathes a sinful nature. You don't believe it? I was listening to a comedian last night, and she was, she was, (laughs) she, (laughs) Marzell, you, oh, he's with the kids. Anyway, he he told me about this comedy. I listened to it. I was cracking up. It was so funny. But, but it's what she said in comedy. She said, have y'all noticed that the whole world is high? (laughs) (laughs) You can't go to work without getting high. You go to work, go to the bathroom, and you can have a high right there in the bathroom. You go to work, go to the elevator, you'll be, by the time you get out the elevator, you high. Are y'all breathing? And now, now, you know, it may not be the smoke itself. Now they got good tasting jellies. Buy these jellies. <laughs> Buy this CBD. And you know what kills me is the body of Christ. We're doing this stupidness. I am. I'm aching. <laughs> no, actually, the problem is they've been wide open. <laughs> the iniquity has permeated the whole culture. And God has said, enough. You know, you'll follow this truth in the Old Testament. When God got to the part, point where he would take out a whole generation or a whole culture is because sin has become so rampant. Until if he lets that remain, it will spread and others will be also. He, God always gives people an opportunity to repent. It's by the time Joshua comes along, it's too late. God said, "Okay, you know, we know we're going to level this. Line up, Israel." I'm going to dry up the Jordan so you can walk across. And when you get across, you're going to walk around this city seven days. And on the seventh day, you're going to go around seven times. And when you're going around the seventh time, I want the whole nation of you to shout and break your pictures, and slam your shields, and, and it will make such, I will, I'll mag- Lord, help me today, I will magnify your noise. I will magnify your joy. I will magnify your shout, and it, the, the, the very sound waves of your shout and your praise will reverberate. the earth will open up, and the walls will sink down, and the whole city will be exposed. That seventh day, that seventh time, they shouted. Ah! Man, them folk were so scared behind them gates. Rahab, she in the house. <laughs> she in the house. All her mama in there. Mama, you all right? I'm all right, baby girl. You all right, daddy? I'm all right, baby girl. him, you all right? We all right. <laughs> Man, everything falling down, crazy, noise breaking. The troops running in, slaughtering people. Kill everything. He said, don't let nothing live. Because sin is so bad, it's impacted everything. But when you go in and you see that red cord, your life, if you touch anything in that house. And destruction is all around them, but it never comes to them. You guys still there? I hope you get it. I hope you do. Rahab she's trusting that the deal she's made her living on the wall her encountering the servants her the promise she made the courage she took to hide them the deal she cut man you know she's thinking oh god and they're coming through God has given you the authority to get all your folk in the house. I'm gonna interpret this to say, when I say in the house, God has given you the authority to take your prayers. Your prayers become a protection. Your prayers become an extension. Your prayers become the grace and the mercy of God. God, the angels in heaven are sitting in heaven waiting for you to declare their salvation. Waiting for you to pray for them that they may swoop down and do the work that they need to do. And the time has come. And are you going to shut up and do nothing and think about yourself? Or are you going to do what she did? I'm going to pray till we get them all. In the house, as I continue this series, I'm going to show you how to do it. I want you to see it today. When <laughs> those walls fell, it was pandemonium, and the whole and our house, the whole and her household. Are you all there? <laughs> Not man, one of them went outside. Talking about keeping your children inside, Not I bet they didn't even look at the dough. <laughs> I ain't going out there. Because you know, sometimes when, when stuff is going on, people want to run, right? Are you still breathing? Tap your neighbor. and said, said somebody's prayers have been keeping you. <laughs> Tap in somebody's prayer. Lord Jesus. Somebody's prayers got you, man. Somebody's, somebody's praying got you in the house. If you believe it, clap your hands and give him praise. Just thank God. And so Joshua said, I want to clear this before I go. Joshua said to all of his captains and, and, and all of them, and by the way, uh, Israel had come to such, Israel now had moved from being a family to being an army. Because before they're just households coming out, just slaves. But during the generations they seen the hand of God and all that young generation saw all the dads and moms fall dead. So they said, Oh my, we ain't gonna have that. Oh no, we're not gonna do we're not going there. When Joshua said, Line up. <laughs> Pick up the ark, they picked that ark up. That river that was so swift could it could drown them in a second. They got that gold casket, right? Put your feet in the water, let's go. They didn't hesitate. By the time the foot hit that water, that water said, shoo. Rose up on the side. They're like, whew, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <How about> you? <laughs> <laughs> that generation had learned to take orders. Tell your neighbor what I said. That generation had learned to take orders. That generation had a newfound understanding of authority. They, had, they knew rank and file. Why? Because we saw what happened to a, to a generation of my moms and dads that didn't know how to take nobody's orders. And so Joshua said, hey, talking to all his generals, hey, this whole city is under the ban, B-A-N. The word actually means curse." Let me give you what it, I I, I had a phrase I I wrote out that the Lord gave me that I think will help you understand what it means to be under the ban. This whole, this whole, this whole city is under the ban. Whatever is taken, see, whatever is under the ban is praise to God, but it's poison to you. You can follow this word through and look it up in your, in, your, uh, in your dictionary. You'll see in your Hebrew dictionary, it's used several times. It speaks of, for example, the tithe is under the ban. It's praise to God, but it's poison to you. First fruit, once you declare it, it's under the ban. That's why you don't mess with it. He said, "God, this is yours. Give him what you said, because it's, it's 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 praise to Him, but it's poison to you." What was the name of that family that took that goal? That's why hold his whole generation, his whole future wiped out because he messed with stuff under the ban. Joshua said, This whole city is under the man. Don't take nothing. Everything of value is going into the house of the Lord. Because remember, Jericho was a first fruit. Say first fruit. First fruit. Because it was the first of many cities that God was going to conquer, they had to get that one if they were going to get the rest. And saints, listen, don't don't get it twisted. When Joshua decided, this is this God didn't say. Jericho was under the man, Joshua said, "This the first city, God. I'm dedicating everything to you." Joshua understood the principle of first fruit, so he. It's not a tithe, if. If Jericho is a tithe, then that means only ten, only nine more cities could be conquered. Because a tithe means tenth. So when he went after Jericho, this is the first one, God, and I get it. It's yours. Every good precious thing in it, it goes to you. We will honor you with this. Joshua made this clear throughout the whole camp. Don't touch nothing. Meaning don't keep anything for yourself. Everything that's good, because God's given you the city. You know he's given you the city. How do you know it? They're all hiding. They got armies. Where are their armies? They're all hiding. Because they didn't figure it out. They knew who God is. So it wasn't the people that scared them. It was, it was the people's God they were scared of. And don't you get it twisted when you go in the marketplace. And don't you get your hips on your shoulders. And, and, and don't you get bile optic disease when you get your res- when you get your raise and when God promotes you. You know, it's n- it's not you. It's my God who I'm representing. By the time. He, he says this to them, you're under the ban. He tells them, he's, he's clear with them. The scripture actually says it because it's in chapter 6 of Joshua when he says the city shall be under the ban. It shall be and it and all that is in it that belongs to God. Only Rahab the harlot and all who are with her in the house shall live because she hid The messengers who we sent. But as for you, only keep yourselves from the things under the ban so that you do not covet them and take some of the things under the ban and make the camp of Israel accursed and bring trouble on it. But all the silver and the gold and the articles of bronze and iron and... Are holy unto the Lord, they shall go into the treasury of the Lord. Under the ban. So everything under the ban that is praise to God, but poison to you, including Rahab. And all her house. Because God, because Joshua instructed, he had the authority to do so, that you don't touch her. And don't touch anybody in her household. You save their lives. When everything was said and done, and bleeding sheep were bleeding, and breathing people were dead, they brought them all out. That cord was so red, so distinctive, no one could make a mistake. I want to tell you something. When you open your mouth in prayer to Almighty God for the members of your household, I want to tell you the enemy can make no mistake of what is kept under God. The enemy has to loose them. It's covenant. The power of God comes into play. That's why I use her, because it's so wonderful. I love the character he chose. Nobody would ever suspect it. That a holy God would be gracious to this unholy woman who measures holiness by their own standards of morality. And God said, oh, no, she the one. She the right one. Which says to you, no matter how bad you've been, look at your neighbor and say, you're the the one, baby. You're the one. Get him in the house. Get him in the house. You still breathing? So they burned the city with fire and all that was in it. Only the gold and the silver, the articles of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. However, Rahab the harlot and her father's household and all she had, Joshua spared them and she is living in the midst of Israel to this very day. Her bloodline is still living because she hid those messengers. Are you still breathing? Hebrews 11.30 says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled seven days. By faith, Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were who were heard, who were along with those who were disobedient. They didn't perish with them after she had welcomed the spies in peace. Matthew chapter one, verse five says. S A L M O N, salmon, which is the wrong pronunciation of the fish, salmon. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm sitting at dinner. I'm and some of y'all are sitting at dinner, and you want the the salmon. I want some salmon. All the waiters, they go. pronounced, even with the L, is silent. For the fish, it's silent. Salmon. Say it. Come on, Salmon. Salmon. There, now you're educated. Next time you go to the restaurant, you know what you're doing, alright? You ain't gonna embarrass yourself. Say amen. Amen. But this guy, his name is S-A-L. Salmon. Salmon. You know who Salmon was? Salmon is the guy in history who built the city of Bethlehem. 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 Okay. Okay. One second. Yep. Beloved. What? What about Salmon? Salmon was the father of Boaz. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. Have mercy, Jesus. Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth. And Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of King David. And and Jesus is called the son of David. Really? You mean to tell me that God, not only did he save this woman, he put her in the bloodline forever? You mean to tell me that Jesus came down through the blood of a hope? Come on help me. Woo! Jesus. Lift your hand and say if God can save her, he can save me. Come on, say but God got a place for her, he's got a place for me. If God can do that with her, guess what he's going to do with me and my lineage. Clap your hands to God and give him praise in this place. It is amazing to me. So, so, so God was working this drama. God, you know, God see everything from the beginning to the end. So he knew who she was. They didn't know. He, knew. he sure did know. And still let her. This would this make you shudder with God. And let her make her decision. Never did he transgress her decision. And he never transgresses your decision. And I, I, with that, I want you to bow your heads. I I want you to bow your heads because I'm not sure you understand, maybe you don't, how key you are, your godly generation. If there wasn't a godly one before you, there is now. In, In spite of what you've been in, in spite of what you've done, in spite of your lifestyle, God still chooses you. she understood who God was she may not have had all her theology right, it didn't matter God didn't require her theology to be right only required that he loved her that she knew him and trusted him how did she prove her trust? she kept her mouth shut it was so amazing to me how God would choose her and set her up in all of history that when you read those generations, her name comes up in lights. Uh, to me, she represents God's authority to save your whole bloodline. To me, she represents the power and the faithfulness of God to keep covenant to a thousand generations. To me, when I, when I hear Rahab, man, I go, Jesus, that means everybody in Walter James Johnson's lineage is going to be saved. All of them, the cousins, the, the first, second, third, fourth removed, all of them. Why? I'm gonna, because I'm standing in the gap, and I'm praying so. And if she can pray so, I can pray so. And if I can pray so, according to God's faith and according to his word, it shall be so. God's not slack. Concerning his promises, it is not his desire that any would be lost, but that all would come to salvation. Metro, it is time for reaping of a harvest. Lift your hands, stand on your feet. Lift your hands to the Lord. It's time for us to reap that harvest. And I want you to put yourself in that position. Make sure that you believe God. Make sure that you believe God. Once you've made your decision, you put everything on the line. That's what you did. She put her life on the line. I'm not telling them this business. I'm keeping it to myself. But, 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 but because I do that, I'm making a covenant with you that you don't, and my whole house. See, a lot of people are are wrestling with this because you and your whole house shall be saved. is spoken more than once in the New Testament. But some people are debating this because of the actions of their loved ones. I'm here to tell you, in the name of Jesus, he did not lie to you. Lift your hands to Father God and now begin to pray and talk to the Lord. Lord, I thank you that now you commission them by the power of your Holy Spirit to now intercede that every single one of them will be, every single one of them will be in the house. Every single one of them will be in the house of salvation. They'll be in the covenant of God in the name of Jesus because your blood is powerful enough. That cord is hanging out our window. That cord, that blood cord of intercession is hanging out our window. Come on, pray in the language that God has given you. Come on, lift your voice in prayer. It is a magnificent thing. He didn't lie to you. He won't lie to you he will keep his word I want you to keep yours I want you to put place your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus and make sure you're in the house make sure you're in the house make sure your faith is grounded in him not on your good works not on the things that you're trying to do for him no none of that that nothing but your faith in his power his love and his blood to forgive and to cleanse you from all sin and to place you in his loving kindness and to place you place you in the place of acceptance, to make you a son and a daughter, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God, okay, those of you that have been really burdened, you've been burdened here lately for your loved ones, I want you to come flood this altar quickly as we close this out today, you've been burdened for your loved ones Listen to me. I want to. may, May the Lord help you now. If you've been carrying that burden, it's not for no reason at all. It moves you for prayer, it moves you to do the one thing you can do. You can't change their mind. You can't change their circumstances. And you can't, you can't personally change their decision. But I tell you what, you can release the power of God over them. And when the power of God comes to their life, he He changes the situation. He changes the atmosphere. He changes the circumstances. And he breaks through because he's Almighty God. And there's no mountain in their mind too high that he can't climb over. There's no barrier in their heart and he can't move out of the way. There's no darkness over them that he cannot dispel. He's God Almighty. And what he said, I promise you he will do it. He will do it. He just got to have somebody who will get in there and take take the place and pray until it happens. Come on, lift those hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise your name. We magnify your name, Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, worthy, worthy are you, Lord. Who answers prayer when we call on his name. You know he'll be there. Do not despair. Don't fade away but stand in your place He will make a way Come on Hallelujah Praise the Lord Magnify our God He is the Lord His name is Jesus Salvation glory and honor power and might his name is Jesus our mighty Savior able to save able to save oh hallelujah glory glory magnified Our King of kings Mighty to save Mighty to save We hallow your name Mighty to save We praise your name We praise your name Mighty to save Mighty to save Come on, clap your hands to him. Clap your hands to him. Clap your hands to him. Father, I thank you. Even from this moment forward, send forth your mighty spirit. Send them forth over oh, our loved ones. Send them forth oh, over the ones.